Blog Talk Radio. are listening to the LC and Jack radio show live from New York and now here are your hosts LC and Jack Welcome, welcome to the LC and Jack Radio Show with your man LC holding it down. Give us a shout here in the studio. You can reach us live at area code six four six, excuse me, three four seven eight four three four seven three eight. The LC and Jack Radio Show. Our show this evening is being brought to you by the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. For all the history about the Negro Leagues, go check them out. On their website, you can reach them at www.nlbm.com. Support the cause. They're doing great things. You can go right on the website and make a donation that's going to a great cause. Check them out, Negro Leagues Baseball Museum. Well, to my partner in crime, what is the word? Breadman. What's the good word there, sir? Are you trying to give out the hotline? You know what I'm yeah, man, the hotline. I almost, almost dropped it on everybody. <laughs> yeah, you gave me my backbone on that one. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh. <laughs> you caught world, that, huh? You about to give the world a bat line. Oh, <laughs> That's definitely the bat line. So, um, but uh, anyway, uh, what's what's happening there, Brett? I mean, I think we're really vibing today because guess who I called today? Uh oh. I have no idea. Mr. Kendrick. Really? Yes, sir. Okay. You know, I, I didn't really, uh, I didn't get to speak to him. I talked to his uh, receptionist, but uh, I see we uh, being sponsored by the Negro uh, League Museum. So I'm like, wow. We That's right. That, That's what's good. That's a good thing. I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> that's that's what's good. Yeah, you know, it's uh they're doing great things, so definitely uh to our listeners out there, go on out and support the cause. They are really doing a great thing. You're gonna really see the exposure coming um in July. The all star game's gonna be out there in Kansas City and they're gonna do a whole whole blowout. Or a whole layout, or however you want to say, um, uh, backdrop, and educate the audience on the Negro Leagues if you're not familiar with them. So, it should be a really great year for them, and uh, we hope uh, the bigger and better better things are, are are to come for that organization. So, we'll do what we can to support them. So, where'd you where'd you go this week, uh, Brad? You go anywhere in particular, or what? 
was in the Pittsburgh, man. I was in Pittsburgh. I had a fundraiser out there. And let me tell you, that flight back was no joke. I'm still sick. Oh. Wow. That Norista back. And, and uh, the pilot did a good job. I mean, he, he landed like a feather, but before he landed, man, he was rocking and rolling like he was shaking gold. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's good. We're glad you're home safe. Sure. Back. Back on the show, the LC and Jack radio show. Uh, definitely hit us up before we introduce our guests. Uh, make sure you keep in contact with us each and every week here on the LC and Jack radio show. Uh, drop us an email to lcandjack at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter or friend us on Facebook. We'll keep you abreast. And check us out. We're also on LinkedIn as well. So I think we got just pretty much everything covered there, Brett. So uh, we're out there and about, and I think we're going to get right into it. Our guest is uh, on the line waiting. Uh, he's not new to the show, but um, for all those new listeners out there, uh, this man is doing some great things. He's got his own blog going on uh, about his favorite team. It happens to be LC's uh, favorite team. I guess I should say that, and even though that's too, too great. But um, uh, we have uh, Carell Cooper from the special blog that he's got. It's called On the Black, and uh, he's doing really great things with the blog. And uh, we look forward to uh, some new and upcoming events coming up. So what's happening there, Carell? What's a good word? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, it's good to, good to talk to you fellas again. Another year of baseball here underway. <laughs> That's it, man. You know, we got you like part of the show now. Every, you know, so often uh, we do this with uh, several people that are experts we call in the area of uh, sports. That's not all, you know, we're not experts in that area. So, we, you know, we got to reach out to those people that do every day. They're in the grind, and they can give us, uh, you know, an accurate assessment of what's going on. In your case, it's the baseball world. Yeah, and specifically the Mets. Uh, you know, I'm a big Mets fan, and um, you know, right now uh, I, I know we started out really great, and uh, <laughs> we took two L's. Yesterday was a bad day. It was a black eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yesterday, yesterday was a black eye, and and today, so far, you know, it's a fat lip with uh, the news of Mike. <laughs> Mike Pelfrey and, and Jason Bay both on the disabled list now. So Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Both the both of those were announced before the game. Uh Jason Bay's got a cracked rib and Mike Pelfrey uh has some elbow issues and he's going to seek a second opinion, but there's some talk that he might be done for the year, might have to have Tommy John surgery. So where did that come from? He had a good best outing in like two years. <laughs> I know. He, he's off to like he's off to like the best start of his career and uh it, it was unexpected, but apparently he's been dealing with um a sore elbow and uh he got it checked out today and it didn't look good. So he's he's at least on the fifteen day DL and he's going to get a second opinion. So oh, I mean, Brett, we bring Carell on <laughs> you know, to talk about the great news, you know, the great thing the yeah. Mets are doing this year. He comes on the show, okay, we're going to have an opening day, and, you know, schedules are kind of crazy and this and that. He comes on the show today, and he's got nothing but bad news. <laughs> 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 he's 
really, you know, knock them. They did like what any other team would do. They went after Reyes. To me, there's, there's two different players, Crawford and Reyes, as far as they play similar, but at two different positions. Reyes is probably one of the best shortstops in the national in the Major League Baseball. And then, you know, left field is just a totally different animal from playing shortstop. So, um, one healthy, and that's the key thing. Reyes is probably one of the best players in, in baseball, one healthy. So, that's, like you said, that's that's always a big factor with him. But when he's on the field, man, it's just not so many people that can play better than him when he's in between those white lines. Yeah, you know, I, I agree, and you're right. I mean, they, they do play two different positions. I guess I was more looking at it from, uh, you know, an offensive standpoint, batting at the top of the order, stealing bases, getting on base, and looking at it like that. You know, both are not going to hit a lot of home runs, but they both right. – uh, make up for that from an offensive standpoint in a, num- in a number of areas. Right. No, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you, though. They are kind of similar in that sense. Um, but uh, I was, I don't know, Ray Crawford, I, I, I always, I, I like Crawford, but I was never like, you know what, this is a guy you want to give a boatload of money to. I, I don't know. He just, I just never thought he was that type of player to, to give that type of money to. Um, and a lot of people thought the same thing, you know. Yeah, the paper. Oh, they Crawford. They gave him all this money. That have stuck with him. Yeah, unbelievable. You know. So, what? Which? Which? Your feeling? You know, kind of trying to skip around here, and then we'll get your assessment on some of the other things going on in baseball. But what, what's your feeling on David Wright? You think he's going to be the lone, uh, homegrown, at least veteran player the Mets keep, or should they look to move him with the right package? Yeah, I I think that they're going to make um, a good effort to to keep them. Um, you know, I think if you if you look at where the Mets are, their ownership from a financial position. You know, we talked about the whole Madoff stuff and and the and the drop in payroll. But if you look at some of the things that's happened recently uh, with their ownership from a financial standpoint, you know they they've settled the Madoff case, right? They, they know how much money they got to pay off over the next three years. And, and I forget the number, what it is, but, but they know that number now. Um, and it's a lot less than, than what people originally thought they would have to pay. Um, they had two outstanding loans, one to MLB and another one to, I think, um, uh, Citibank maybe. And, and they paid off both of those loans. Mm-hmm. So from from a from a financial standpoint, you know some of the uncertainty around um, their cash has been somewhat settled and calmed down, right? So I think from that standpoint, they can now look towards the future uh, with a clearer picture from a financial standpoint and know what their budget's going to be and how much they can spend, so on and so forth. And I think with that said, I, I think they, they they can negotiate now with Wright and maybe sign them long term. On top of that, I mean, from a business standpoint, they have to sign him. You know, you just lost Reyes, one of your biggest stars, after one of his best years. You can't lose. You can't lose your other guy, right? I mean, that if you're trying to put people in the stands, you got to win, and you got to have people on the team that they want to come see. And he's that guy right now, except outside of you know when Santana pitches every fifth day. So I think from that standpoint, you know, you can't just let everyone go. So I, I think that they will try to resign him. Um, I don't. I don't know when they're going to do that. You know, a lot of people think that maybe they're going to. This might be his last year, but 
a lot of people forget. I mean, the Mets do have an option on David Wright for next year. It is $16 million, but they have an option. So right. they could exercise that option if they want and go one more year with this uncertainty while they try to renegotiate with them. So I, I, I don't see David Wright going anywhere. Okay. You know, uh, it just it looks like, I mean, uh, and we'll, we'll get in, we'll, I guess we'll get into it, but it looks like, the, you know, there is some, some talent, young talent, so perhaps, like you said, you know, you keep David right, and um, who knows what you know happens with some of the other pieces. But you know, it looks like maybe some of this will start to come together for for the team. But I think this is going to be a lean year when it comes to attendance. I think people are kind of got a bad taste in their mouth. They think the Wolpons should have sold the team, and you know, it's it's going to be ugly. I think as far as the year goes. All the way across the board, I, I just don't see how they're going to be very competitive. Especially now, you, you're saying that these guys are going on a DL. I mean, it's it's only bad news, and you know these guys are not, you know everyone's not going to stay healthy through the whole year. So it, it's going to be one of those years. So I guess, hey Brad, he's telling us we need to go out <laughs> to City Field now while uh, the Mets are around 500. Well, <laughs> it's going to get ugly. A season goes on. Corral's is Corral's giving us the heads up. <laughs> LC, I, I want to go before the hot dogs become ten and twelve dollars. <laughs> no, no, the consumer's going to get hit. <laughs> he's giving us inside information. Yeah. He's got yeah. all these big dogs coming on his blog. So yeah. he's trying to he's trying to tell us and our and our audience. Listen. Yeah, make sure you post. You, because I'm going to eat. I ain't going to eat. I hang with yeah. I ain't. I ain't going there to see the Mets. <laughs> yeah, get, get out. Get out there now. Cause there's plenty of seats available. You know. <laughs> I heard a thousand people yesterday. Come on, give me a break. Oh my god. Yeah, it was, it was freezing yeah. yesterday, though, Brad. Man, it was, br- it was brutal. You're a fan. You're supposed to be out there regardless. Uh, I'm a fan, but you know what? I can be with my feet kicked <laughs> up at home. Yeah, well, I gotta be honest with you. Um, on a on a Monday night in fifty degree weather in in April, yeah, I'm not gonna be out there either. I mean, they just... <laughs> you were you know, thirty thousand other people. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be uh, I'm not gonna be out there either. You know, talk to me in June when it's eighty five degrees. Yeah, I'll be out there then. <laughs> See, Brad. Hey, got Corral's on my side, man. This is a man that watches them and, and tracks the team on a 24 by 7 basis. Uh, if it's 85 degrees, I'm going to watch it in air conditioning now. What? <laughs> but I must say, uh, Corral, and obviously you've been out to the stable several times, they did a, a, a tremendous job on City Field. I must say that. A really great yeah. job out there. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, it's it's a it's a wonderful place to watch a ball game. It, it really is. I mean, there's 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 very li- a few bad uh, seats and bad views in that place. Um, and then I think you know some of the some of the changes that they made uh, over the last few years since they opened City Field. You know, the addition of the of the Mets Hall of Fame is is a nice touch. Uh, you know, they did that a couple years ago. Uh, they made some changes to the you know the fences uh, this year, uh, moving them in and, and creating some additional seats out there in the outfield. So that I mean it, it, it's a, it's a nice ballpark. It really is. Well, what's your assessment on moving the fences in? Were you pro bringing the fences in, or were you were you were you like you know what it should stay the way the way it was originally configured? 
You know, I, I was in the minority on this. I thought it should have stayed the way it was originally configured and build a team, uh, you know, around the dimensions and, and create a, a, a true kind of home home field advantage. Um, you know, I wasn't real stuck to that, but I, you know, I wasn't big on moving the fences in because, you know, the the, the true home run hitters in the game, they're not going to have trouble hitting the ball out of this ballpark. You know, we, we've seen... You know, guys from other teams come in and knock the ball out of the park. We, you know, we've we've seen Ike Davis put one up on on the uh, Shea Bridge out there. So, oh yeah, the true the true home run hitters don't have a problem hitting this ball out of this ballpark. You know, some of the, the kind of in between guys that get robbed on the warning track and stuff like that. You know, they they've had issues with it. Um, you know, but it, it's. They moved them in. They've added some additional seats. You know, it still has kind of its uh, charm to it. So, it, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. Well, you, you want your proponent to keep David Wright. And supposedly, David Wright was jumping up and down when they said they wanted to move the fences in. I mean, he was a totally different hitter from Shea Stadium to City Field. So, I, I think, like you said, I think that's an indication that they will resign him because I think that's one of the reasons why they moved the seats in. Because he, he really, you know, supposedly, again, you know, I don't know if he said anything officially about it. He didn't like the way the field was was set up. So, you know, I guess, uh, hey, he, he's out now doing his thing. He's hitting home runs. So uh, it's got to be good for him. Yeah. Yeah. So, um Tell tell us about um, we're going around. You got uh, a new some new rookies on the team, uh, gentlemen. Uh, well, you know him better than me, but uh, Kurt Newenweiss or Newenhouse. Newenhouse, yep. Newenhouse, yeah. What's what's your uh, what's your feeling? Your early feeling about uh, the Mets' new center fielder? You know. Um... It's interesting. He, you know, he he's up here because the guy who who was supposed to start coming out of the season, Andre Torres, got hurt. And uh, Newenheis is a fan favorite. There were a lot of fans this off season that wanted Newenheis to be the starter uh, coming out of the gate this year. But he's getting his chance now. And um, you know, over the last ten games, I think he's batting something like three sixty. Um, you know, he's playing uh, a good center field. He's he's made some kind of rookie mistakes out there. But overall, he, he's playing a, a, a really good center field. And I'm, I'm liking what I've seen out of him so far. Now, again, I mean, it's only been 10 games that he's been playing, I think. But um, so far, so good. And, uh, you know, I'm going to kind of keep my eye on him the rest of the year. But, but he, he, looks, he looks pretty good out there so far. I agree. I, I had a chance. I haven't watched so many games yet. I've watched a couple here and there. He made a couple really unbelievable plays out in the outfield. So, I mean, just to be able to play the outfield, center field being the you know most area you got to cover, at least that's a positive for the organization because center fields, <laughs> you know, can be a, a problem if you don't have the right person out there to cover, you know, right. especially in city field. Yeah. So, so it looks like um it looks like uh we have uh you know somebody that's uh for the future you know somebody that's out doing his thing and we'll see we'll see like you said let, let's see how he progresses in the season and we'll see what goes goes on from there what Mr. Duda 
What's the deal with um, Mr. Duda? You know, I I like him. Um, you know, I, I like kind of what he did and how he progressed at the plate um, last year. Um, I think you know he needs uh, some work defensively still, but I think that that will come. Uh, he looks like a you know a big strong kid, and when he gets a hold of the ball, it it, it goes. Um, so you know, I, I definitely like Duda as well too, and and he's one of those guys that I think playing every day and learning through experience and developing, I, I think he can be a, a good, solid major league ball player. And, I, you know, I think he can be our, our right fielder for years to come, uh, you know, if he kind of keeps developing. But I wow. like Duda as well, too. Yeah. Wow, those are big words. You said that could be our right fielder. Okay, so you're high on him. Uh, a lot of, you know, articles that I did read when I read in the paper, they, they, say, they say he could be they're still they're still questioning. They're not really sure if he will be that guy. But they they you know if correct me if I'm wrong. I don't think he was on the Mets radar as far as one of the top prospects to come out of the system. So this no. was kind of like a surprise for him. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He he was not um, he was not one of those guys where it was like you know counting down the days till he joins the major league roster. He definitely wasn't one of those <clears throat> those guys, but. Uh, He's shown that he can hang, and uh, that's fine because if you think back to some of those guys over the years that, you know, had a lot of fanfare around them and we were waiting to come, uh, <laughs> a lot of those guys didn't pan out. I mean, where is Lasting, <laughs> where, where is Lasting's Millage? Where is Fernando Martinez? You know, oh. he's got <laughs> Fernando. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it, it's okay. Sometimes all that fanfare can work against you. Wow, he's unbelievable. <laughs> he's dropping some names, man. Unbelievable. Well, think about the names that the Mets traded for, you know, like Santana. All, well, one of them made news, what, Humber, through a no-hitter. I think he was in yeah. that kind of trade, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Phil Humber was in that in that trade, and uh, yeah, he threw a no-hitter, uh, a perfect game, actually, a couple of days ago. Unbelievable. Um, yeah, but but you know he he's he's been well traveled since that uh, Santana trade. You know he was traded to the Twins. I think at one point he was let go by the Twins, and then he was let go by another team too. So this is this has been like his his third team since since that Santana trade. So it's not like he he got traded and he took off, and you know he's just trying he's just starting to find himself now anyway. So wow, good for yeah, him though. The Mets farm, like you you brought up. These guys, baby, they trade them. They got so much hype on them. <laughs> when these guys trade them, it's like, well, where's that guy? You never hear <laughs> from him again. <laughs> it's unbelievable. The Mets fleece these guys. Um, you know, they got to pay them. Santana, they got to pay them a boatload. But the, the prospects they give up don't do anything. Yeah, right. When was the last time a Mets prospect was traded away? I mean, the Yankees were notorious for trading away the prospects, and, you, and it'd be like, Yep, that guy was from the Yankees. I mean, the guy's an all-star. It's the Mets. You never hear about that. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, there are probably one or two out there that we may not be realizing right now, but you're right. I mean, there were probably, I think there were like three guys in that um, in that Santana trade, and, you know, you don't you don't hear anything about them right now. I think Carlos, was Carlos Gomez in that? I don't even know that's right. that right that's now. That's right, Gomez, yeah. yeah. 
I think he's still playing, I think. Yeah, yeah, but, I mean, obviously, I don't even know what team he's on, so. I don't even know what team he's on. And, uh, you know, Umber, no one was paying much attention to him until this, this, a couple of days ago. So, it is crazy. If, if you're just tuning in to the show, we have Mr. Carell Cooper from On the Black, which is a video blog. For those uh, people out there wondering who is here, he is the expert, our expert for the show here on the New York Mets and baseball. So I'm sure he has vast knowledge throughout. So we welcome again him to the show, and we welcome you for tuning back in for another edition of the show. Correll, what is, um, I guess not going by position, but, but, uh, by position, but who on the roster or maybe somebody in the farm is out that we should it, it will have a big year is he on the roster or is he yet to come up or is there someone that we don't know of that you think is going to come up and, and kind of be like wow take notice this guy's on the Mets yeah you know I'm I'm, I'm keeping an eye on uh, Matt Harvey uh, who is, uh, you know, you could say he's the Mets' top pitching prospect right now mm-hmm. uh, in, in AAA. Um, you know, he struggled a little bit in, in, during the spring, uh, but, you know, the organization is high on him. Uh, he's been moving through the organization pretty quickly, and I think at some point later this year he will probably come up. Now, I don't think he's going to... Um, come up and, and, you know, wow people like Dwight Gooden did when he came up. So oh, I'm not yeah. saying that, but, you know, at the same time, I think he's, he's one of those guys that uh, could be at the top of the Mets pitching rotation for years to come if, if he pans out like everyone thinks he will. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm keep, keeping an eye on him in, in the minor leagues and, and watching, and I think, I think he'll make an appearance probably later in the year for the Mets. Um, so he's someone that comes to mind, definitely. Any other prospects? Uh, they have a hole, I guess. I want to say, hmm. I would say, obviously, pitching, like you said, uh, you know, pitching prospects going to be uh, big because pitching is going to be thin with Pelfrey going down for, if not for the year, for for I guess a big chunk of the season. What about? Um, any big relievers or big bats besides what's on the roster? Any, any, you know, any excitement that, that we can look forward to? Yeah, well, not necessarily with the, the relievers, but, you know, offensively, I, I think I think if you look around this team, um, there's a lot of young, homegrown talent that's already on the major league roster. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I think the guys that are here are the guys that are here. You know, totally behind the plate. He's young. He's homegrown. Ike Davis. I, I, you know, I'm expecting him to have a big year, even though he struggled here early on. He's homegrown. Uh, Murphy's swinging a decent bat at second base. He's homegrown. You know, Tejada at short. He's homegrown. Wright is homegrown. Duda, Newenhouse, So, you know, I, I don't think uh, unless there's some injuries, I don't really think there's a, a guy in the minors that's going to come up and push any of these guys out of their positions because they're all young and they're homegrown already. So, you know, the guys are here. <laughs> right, right. Uh, okay. You know, mm. yeah. Now, at the same time, um, 
you know, I'm not expecting this team to to win a lot of games, but uh, this year. But I think that that um, probably has more to do um, kind of with their youth and maybe missing um, an all-star player here or there. Um, but the guys that are here are, are the guys that are going to be here. Yeah, I, I got you. I mean, uh, you know, it is what it is. You know, they're going to go with the youth movement. I don't think you have a choice uh, because the the cards that management was 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 dealt with this whole Bernie Madoff situation. I don't think they really had too much of a choice as far as spending money, and it probably didn't make sense anyway because they were they're not. It's not like they're close to winning, or it was a couple right. of pieces you need. So I was all for basically, honestly, after seeing these guys last year, just to scrap, you know, scrap it all the way down. Uh, because uh, if you look at the division, and we'll get to that, you know the other teams in the division in a second. I mean, the Mets are in a, in a, in a, in a tough spot. I mean, he's <laughs> got some good teams all in the Eastern, you know, in their division. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, it's it's young, homegrown. So we'll probably look at minimum two years before you could really start them to see them to, to make a big comeback. Yeah, I mean, I, I think, uh, you know, and this is something that we're not used to being, but I, I think we are going to have to be patient here and let things kind of uh, take its course. You know, they're, they're definitely not going to have a good year this year. You know, we'll see what their payroll looks like after this year and if they could do something in the off season. But I think, I think we're going to have to be patient here for a minute. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess the good, the good news that you were able to get us is is already gone, escaped, and so now we got to cross our fingers the rest of the year. <laughs> so we figure out what's going on. Yeah. But, um, well, keep it positive, and, and what being you know positive means Santana. He's actually, you know, uh, it's good to see him back pitching. What do you think he's going to do this year? You think he's going to have a decent year? I mean, I'm not looking for him to go uh, 15 and five or 15 and nine. What do you what do you think? Can he can he be above 500 and, and pitch? You know, fairly consistently. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, he got off to a, a good start pitching this year. His last start was uh, was uh, very rocky down in Atlanta. Um, but he's pitching tonight, and he's, he's off to a good start tonight. I, I think he'll have a good year. I'm not, you know, if there's any guy, if there's anyone in a rotation that I'm not worried about, it's Santana. I'm definitely not worried about him. Oh, okay. Well, that's a positive. I mean, yeah. he missed, he's missed a lot of time. And, shoot, with, with, you know, you're giving us that news on Pelfrey again. And it's even more crucial that he pitch. Yeah. You know, because I don't, you know, outside, of, you know, you said they have, you know, some youth in the farm. You don't know when and if they want to bring him up. You know, right. They want, to, they want these guys to develop you know, in, in the minor leagues, they're not ready. They want to rush them. So you're not going to get any – I don't know who they can even get to to, to fill, um, you know, Pelfrey's spot. That's – that's. I don't know. I don't even know. Do they have anybody, as far as you know, yeah. that's that, that's ready to go in there? That's not uh, – obviously, they're not going to bring up anybody, that, you know, substantial. But do they have anybody to fill the roster? 
Yeah, I mean they've they've got guys to fill the roster now. I don't, you know, I don't know how well those guys will do. Yeah, that's what I'm talking uh, about. You know, I know they. Yeah. Can, I mean, yeah. they, they, I'm but, sure they can call you or myself. You know, I'll, for two hundred thousand or whatever they pay these guys, yeah, I can get it up there. You know, I'll take it. Real. I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we can get bread out of retirement too. Oh my goodness! Just <laughs> <laughs> needed uh. Runner, not not hitter. Doesn't need a runner. I'm not sure. You know, Pelfrey just pitched a couple days ago, so I think they got a, you know, they got a few days before they figure out what they want to do with his spot in the rotation. But um, they'll probably, you know, throw a guy or two out there the first two starts and they figure it out. I mean, again, they gotta they gotta find out what is. What is what's actually going on for with Pelfrey? You know, is he really just on the 15 day DL and he'll be back in a month, or do they got to sh- really shut him down and it's going to be much longer than that? I don't I don't think that they they know that answer yet because he's got to get this second opinion. So right, once he gets that second opinion, I think that 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 will determine their course of action. Wow. So what, what's your, so. what's your assessment of? Um... Well, I will, I will, we'll save him for, for I guess, uh, a minute. You have Ike Davis. You have uh, Ruben Tejada. Um, who else out there? These guys are homegrown as well. Do you think these guys are, are going to be somebody that are a are, 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 are foundation for the Mets? I mean, Ike showed a lot of promise. Yeah. Got hurt and uh, rumored to harder. I guess is now just getting his shot. What do you think about these two uh, two guys? I mean, they're important for the Mets. I mean, these guys have to be good. I don't, you know, if these guys aren't good, it's going to be tough, especially shortstop. It's not easy to find a good shortstop or first baseman. Yeah, I I, I agree. I mean, I I think again, I, Ike Davis, he's he's off to a slow start this year, uh, which is a bit of a surprise, but I think. Overall, once he gets going, um, you know he's good defensively. He he can hit for power, uh, so I'm I'm not all that concerned about him. Tejada is a little bit of a younger player. Um, defensively, he's he's always been fine. I mean, he's got a good glove. He's got a good arm. You know, he he's a major league shortstop defensively. The question with him always has been from the offensive standpoint. But he's starting to develop nicely there. You know, he he got off to a good start this year. They had to put him in the leadoff spot for a few games once Torres got hurt, and he did fine. And and the one thing that I've noticed with Tejada is, for a young player, he's got a lot of patience at the plate. He doesn't swing at a lot of balls that are outside of the strike zone and stuff like that. So that's good mm-hmm. to see. And yeah, I, I mean, I I think both of them um, could be. Um, Part of the solution here for the Mets, um, so I, nice. know, I, I, I like both of them. That's good to I, hear. I really do. Yeah, good to hear. I mean, especially if, you know, Reyes gone. Yeah, you need at least a guy that can have a good glove. And I guess at this point, like he's, you know, whatever he can bring as far as on the hitting, it's just a, you know, it's just a added <laughs> bonus. You know, the Mets traditionally before Reyes didn't have. You know any power guys or guys really to do what Reyes did? It's hard to find those guys. It's not easy yep. to get those guys that you know got a great glove and they can hit. 
for a shortstop. Even though, you know, look across the league, there's a lot of guys out there, but it's 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 just good to see, you know. It's good to see that he's he's doing his thing and um I'm watching the actually watching the game myself here and they're kinda holding their own. So we'll see what happens. What's your assessment of um Mr. Murphy? Is he gonna be able to be adequate at, sh- at second base, or he's going <laughs> to have know, his own hands. <laughs> well, he he is uh, he's the guy that, from a defensive standpoint, I was probably worried about the most coming into this year. And uh, you know, for those out there, if you you follow me on Twitter, you know that I've um, I've gotten on Murphy's cases multiple times uh, throughout the year last year. Um. But I, I've, I've I've lightened up on him a bit. <laughs> wow! Uh, All right. Yeah, you know, I've I've lightened up on him a bit. You know, offensively, I think he's going to be fine. He's got a good bat. He can handle uh, the bat at the plate. Question has always been defensively and, and turning double plays. Now, I mean, he's he's had his moments early this year. You know, he's 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 gotten to balls in the hole and he's dove for balls and stopped them. And you know, he's turned a few double plays nicely. But then he's also had some plays that, you know, where like, okay, here's a guy who does have stone hands. So, <laughs> you know, I, you know, I don't think he's ever going to win a Gold Glove at second base. But he doesn't have to either. You know, he just has to not lose games with his glove. And I think he can get to a point where he's good enough to do that. I mean, I'm watching the game now. He's at the plate. You know, he's batting 317 right now. So. As long as he, you know he can hit the ball and 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 not kill us in the field, I think he'll be okay. But I think uh, I think the jury is still out on him defensively, though. Wow, wow, yeah. I mean, last year, you know, I had an opportunity, like I, like I said earlier, to see a lot more games than now. And last year, it looked like the guy just can flat out hit. I don't think that's a question at all. I think, you know, like you said. Where can they put him in the field? Is there another spot that they could put him in the field, Corral, that um, that wouldn't kill him? Is is that the only spot, really? Well, <laughs> interestingly enough, um, his best position defensively is third base. Um, but we we know why he's not playing third base right, right. now. Um, so you know they, he's been all over the place since he's been here, and, and they've tried to find a spot for him. When he first came up, they put him out in left field, and that was a complete disaster. Um, <laughs> last, last year when Ike Davis was hurt, he played a lot of first base. and You know, he was okay at first base, but he doesn't have enough power to be an everyday first baseman. You need your first baseman to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Um, and so, you know, now he's at second base by default, and he, you know, He's he's been okay. He just you know, he has to just continue to work at it. But mm-hmm. his best position defensively is third base. But he he's not going to play third base as long as David Wright's here. So yeah, there's no doubt about that. I agree with you. It's uh, it, it's it's something though because you know I watched him a lot last year and I'm like wow this guy can hit. I mean he's not he's not a guy to hit for power but you know he he could definitely slap the ball and it seems like he hits pretty good in the clutch. So, mm-hmm. I mean, those guys, you'd like to keep a guy like that. So it, it, it's a question of should this guy be, he's just in the wrong league? Should he be in the in the, in the American League? 
You know, it's always been the the question with him about being a DH and stuff like that. And again, I, I you know, I I don't. That might ultimately be where he ends up. I don't think he has enough power to to be a DH. You think about the the guys that are DHs in the uh, in the American League. A lot of them are there because they can hit the ball out of the ballpark. Murphy's not that kind of player. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, he might ultimately end up over there in the American League, um, but uh, a, a, as some sort of DH or a guy that maybe plays first base every once in a while and then DHs. But uh, you know, I, again, I think if he, as long as he doesn't lose games for the team, killing us at second base, I think he'll be okay. And 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 what what's the overall sentiment, I guess, about Sandy Alderson? What's What's which been your? Have you been you know pretty hard on him, or you, you figure Will Ponds basically given him a tough situation to deal with? I, I think that he's been given a tough situation, and I, and I think um, I think he's done okay. Um, you know, if you look, if you think about it, when when he took over this team, there was a lot of bad contracts on this team. You know, Oliver Perez was still there. Uh, Luis Castillo was still there, uh, so there was there was, there was a, quite a few, you know, uh, K Rod. So there was a, there was a number of bad contracts that he was able to kind of get rid of and, and shed that bad payroll. Um, he hasn't gone out and made any kind of major mistakes, right. um, but he hasn't he hasn't been able to spend any money either. Yeah, I was um, gonna say you can't so, make any mistakes, you can't spend any money. <laughs> right, right. So, you know, from from the standpoint of uh, he's always talked about from day one having payroll flexibility, you know, the ability to kind of have money and, and go out there and do some different things. And I think he's, from that standpoint, he's doing what he set out to do in terms of shedding bad contracts. Again, Castillo's not here anymore. Oliver Perez is not here anymore. K-Rod's not here anymore. Um, so he's gotten rid of a lot of bad contracts, and you know the highest paid players on this team right now is Johan Santana, Jason Bay, and David Wright. You know, two out of those three are not bad contracts. Um, uh, you can guess which one is the bad one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, um, hey, Brad, we're getting Corella to rip on his own team tonight. I, I love it. <laughs> hey, the vibe is there. The vibe is there. <laughs> yeah. So. <laughs> So you know, I, I think from that standpoint, you know, he's he's done okay. Again, like I said earlier, I think the team is in a position now where some of their uncertainty in the financial spot is settled down. So I think you know now we got to really look at what does Alderson do this year at the trade deadline. What does he do with David Wright in terms of a contract? What does he do next offseason in terms of either trades or bringing players in? I think, you know, we're to a point now where he's shed a lot of the bad stuff, and now he has some flexibility to do some things. So uh, now now it's like, okay, let's let's see what you can really do now Now that you've cleaned up some of the mess. So right. I, think, I think the jury is still out a little bit. Are they going to be able to get rid of Jason Payne or what? <laughs> the guy's on the DL. No. Like, yeah, Jeez. no. <laughs> the answer to that is no. <laughs> I, I, I get I get that question a lot, and there, there isn't even any debate there. No, I, I don't think he's going. 
I don't think he's going anywhere. I mean, I would pay. If, I would pay somebody if, to take him. Yeah, it, well, it's like the, the Yankees do. Every player is tradable. Yeah, that's what I love about the Yankees, man. Yo, you got to be gone. We don't care how much money you make. Yeah, well, see, that's the difference between the Yankees and the Mets. The Yankees have enough money to cover up their mistakes by just getting rid of players and eating the money. The Mets, the Mets aren't in that position. You know, if you think about it, you know, they, hey, they, they've won their fair share of World Series, and they're there every year, so I'm not knocking them, but... If you think about it, the Yankees make some—they make some bad mistakes too with contracts. It's just they have enough money to cover it up. Oh yeah, there's no doubt about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boy. I mean, they—they they, <laughs> they, make—they make some mistakes now. <laughs> you ain't lied about that. But you know, George, I like George's philosophy though. It's like, listen, I'm paying you. I don't want any excuses, baby. Or you're out of here. <laughs> you know what they? <laughs> They pretty much have kept with that philosophy, you know, that it seems like they've pulled back a little bit from spending, a little bit, but they still have yeah. all stars at every position, though. I mean, you look around the diamond, I mean, <laughs> what spot don't they have all stars? <laughs> it's unbelievable. That's true. Yeah. It's unbelievable, man. I mean, so I think Brad Carell, I think as he finally admitted, he's going to switch over and he's gonna, it's going to be called On the Black, my favorite team, the Yankees now. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> no way. No way. That'll that that's something that'll never happen. <laughs> the colors on his website is gonna change from orange oh. and blue. He's gonna have he's he's gonna change it up. I'll help him uh, design it. I'll help him design it too, you know? No way. <laughs> <laughs> Brett said he would help you design it. Like. <laughs> Come to the light, my brother. Come to the light. <laughs> <laughs> we thought uh-huh. we got a Yankee fan on the other side there. Uh, unbelievable. For the two-year window, I think I got enough time for that. <laughs> <laughs> my my uh, my hourglass, I had to flip it over like six times, you know? <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be tough, I guess, like you said. Well, tell us quickly, and then we'll circle back um, and get your final thoughts. Outside of uh, obviously the Mets for the National League, you think uh, the Phillies are going to be the one to represent? I mean, it's early, and they've, they've, they've been hit, I think, with some injuries too, from what I understand. But who do you think, when it's said and done, is going to be standing to represent the National League? Um, you know, I, I think the Phillies are are a tough one because you're right. I mean, they've got some injuries. Um, but they still got that strong pitching, and until someone beats them in the NL East, I, I think that uh, you know I want to see someone beat them in the NL East before um, I, I say that they're not up there anymore. I, you know, I, I think um, I still like representing the National League. I, I still like the Cardinals. You know, I know they're coming off a year where they won it, and I know that you know they lost Albert Pujols, but They've got some good pitching there, um, and they've got a good offense with or without Pujols. Uh, Beltran is 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 doing really well so far this year, and I, I just I don't know something about the Cardinals. I, I still like the Cardinals um, for the National League. They seem to always, you know, whether it be the '80s Mets or I don't know, they always seem to be very consistent, and they don't have the big names. And the big payroll all the time, but like you said, they're very consistent. 
It's unbelievable. Yep. They that organization, whatever they do, their philosophy it works. They got a good farm. They get these guys, and they're always there. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, they 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 are. They they are always um, always in the mix, and um, you know they're they're in first place right now. I mean it's early, but um, you know they've they've actually. You know they're eleven six in first place right now, um, but they they are they're they're just always there for whatever reason. Um, the Dodgers are off to a really hot start this year too, and um, <laughs> Matt Kemp is probably the best player in baseball. Um, he's but some player, he's some player. Yeah, he is. He he he's amazing. Um, so you know those two teams will probably be around all year, but I I don't know something. I, I still like the Cardinals. So like the Cardinals, okay, it's fair yeah. enough. Well, where since we, we you, you mentioned the Dodgers, uh, what do you think about Magic? Magic has crossed over into baseball. I love it. You know, I I, I love it. It's it's amazing. You know, I, I was actually um, having this conversation the other day with someone um, because that ESPN special came on a few weeks back about um, you know when Magic Johnson first announced he was he was HIV positive. And, um, you know, how that kind of shook up the basketball world and, and really the country because, you know, back then a lot of people still didn't know much about HIV and AIDS and stuff like that. Yep. And it's just amazing to think about, you know, from the time when he announced that, you know, people probably thought, okay, he's probably going to pass away soon. His life is over. His career is over. We're never going to hear from him again. And he's actually, since that time, been more successful as a businessman off the court as he ever was on the court. And it's just amazing to see the type of things he's done from, like, you know, the different businesses he's owned and the money he's made off the court and now to the point where he owns a team. It's amazing. It is. And as uh, African-American, I'm sure Brett will chime in, it's just great to hear a brother like that uh, really doing it. He's not broke. You know, he hasn't filed bankruptcy. He hasn't blown all his money. He's actually invested it well. He's, I mean, he's he's got some really good people behind him. I mean, he's obviously not the lead guy with this investment, but he's the face. But it's important. And hopefully that draws, you know, we, we had uh, a couple of weeks back, Carell, we had the, uh, we talked a little bit, I don't know if you caught it, the Negro Leagues uh, Baseball Museum. Mm-hmm. Bob Kendricks, and uh, we talked about the decline of African Americans in baseball, right? And um, you know, we're just kicking around certain things, and it was really great just to converse with them and and uh, really just touch on the subject where it's like unbelievable. When you know, not too long ago, you know, it was a decent amount of African Americans that you would see on every team, or at least but now. You know, it's very rare you see too many African-American ball players in the major leagues or even, from what I understand now, in, in the minors. It's even less. So yeah. hopefully, you know, maybe that helps the game. You know, these kids see Magic Johnson is, you know, involved with baseball. Maybe that kind of helps. Yeah, and, and it hopefully it, it does. You know, it, it is alarming. Um to see the lack of participation in baseball by by African Americans, uh, you know some of the greatest baseball players of all time um, are African American, and yep. um, 
you know, it just, yeah, I mean, it just, uh, for for whatever reason, and there's probably multiple reasons why, but, you know, just uh, our, our kids are not, for whatever reason, taking up baseball um, as much as they are basketball or football. That's it. You said it right there. I mean, that, that's the two sports to do. And baseball, I mean, for me growing up, it was, you know, a pop was, you know, he say hey, we sit down and watch the game. And I think you have to get into the nuances of the game. It's not a fast game. That's, I think, one of the big problems is that it's not a fast game. And these kids nowadays, you know, they're constantly moving. They can't sit still. And they love football. They like, the, obviously, the impact. And they like basketball. It's up and down the court. Yeah, you're you're right. I mean, it, it isn't um, it isn't a fast paced game. You don't have as much physical action or activity, um, you know, with every play. But what you do have with every play is a strategy and something you got to think about. You know, mm-hmm. for example, right now watching the game, you know, uh, the Marlins got a runner on on first. It's two outs, and it counts one and one. So you know, just get digging into that. You know, what type of pitch is Santana going to throw? He's got to keep an eye on the runner. Is the guy going to try to steal the base? Is it going to be a hit and run? Should the Mets, should they pitch out, try to catch him? I mean, there's a lot of things with each and every pitch that you got to think about, but there isn't that kind of physical activity and and and, and action and, and you know, that entertainment value, if you will. So Definitely, definitely. And, and it's, it's good that... Uh... You know, people like yourself is is doing their thing to expose it to, you know, to the world. And it's good that, uh, you know, like I said, I'm a big proponent, obviously, being African-American, self-inbred. I mean, it's good for all walks of life, but, you know, trying to get these youth, uh, African-Americans, back into the game, um, you know, in my opinion, the game, you know, was built on African-Americans. Yes, you know, there was Babe Ruth and all these other guys, but, you know, we were shut out. So we created our own leagues, the Negro right. Leagues. And some of the best players that ever lived were in the Negro League. So it's, um, if you missed that episode, to the audience out there, check it out. Check it Dropped out. a lot of knowledge, baby, on it, and it was, um, definitely check it out. Learn the history of the game, because there's a lot of history out there. And Corral, the... Um, all-Star Game is going to be out in Kansas City, and the Negro Leagues Museum is based out in Kansas City. So they're going to do a whole feature, Major League Baseball, that is, on the Negro Leagues. And obviously, I'm sure a lot of the players that most people know, hopefully they will spotlight some that you don't know, sometime during All-Star Weekend. So that would be really great to get that exposure. So what we're doing here, whatever we can to, uh, you know, get that information out there. And I think it's all about knowing knowing your past. I think that's important. And they say before you can move forward, you got to know where you came from. So it's so important, and we stress that here to our youth and to all those individuals out there. Know your history. Um, where they say people perish. You know, not for knowing your history. So uh, we don't want to preach to you there, uh, out there, Corral, but, you know, 
<laughs> Figure we lay that out there for you. I know you know a lot about the Negro Leagues and a lot of different things that's going on, but you know it's just so great to you know get that information out and yeah. Know, but see the thing there, that, I mean that that's that's fine. The thing there, I always look at it as you know, no matter how much you know, you always you you never know everything, and there's always something new you can learn. So yeah, there's no doubt about that. Anything, Corell, you'd like to to uh, any shout outs or. Any last words of wisdom um, that you'd like to uh, grace us with? Yeah, um, you know, I, just, I know we, I just talked a little while ago about not um, going out the city right now because it's cold, but I actually will be there tomorrow night for tomorrow night's game. Um, uh going to be credentialed by the team, so I might be on the field. Really? During batting practice. And hey, Brad, we gotta start. we gotta hang out with Corell, man. <laughs> no, no, call, I ain't gonna be man. keeping no losers. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get out of the field, man. We probably can hang out with Sandy and. I wanna be what winners, champions, man. Champions. <laughs> oh, we got a Yankee fan in Corell's killing him. Yeah, see, see that 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 arrogance is just oozing out of him. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we. we that's confidence, well, brother. That's confidence. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know, President Obama said it. He said some people call me arrogant, but he said, "Look at my, look at my votes." Look at my votes. So, look at your votes. Your, your votes is your rings, huh? Your championships. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, so, uh, well, what, what so you got going on? You gonna be on the field, Corral? So, what's happening? Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna be uh around um hopefully during batting practice and um uh gonna try to see if I can grab an interview or two with players. So nice. um check out check out the blog over the next few days, see we if I might, I might have something up and then also too, um this coming weekend, um Thursday actually Thursday, Friday, Saturday, um this is the Mets fiftieth anniversary this year. Okay. And uh Hofstra University, their their cultural um center is doing a three day conference uh this Thursday, Friday and Saturday on the New York Mets celebrating uh their fifty years and it's gonna be a lot of people who've covered the Mets over the years, a lot of people who've written books on the Mets, uh and a lot of um uh, some of the older former players of the Mets will be there throughout the three days and giving presentations and talking to fans and doing meet and greets and different panel discussions. And, and I'm actually participating in a couple things there as well, too. So nice. if anyone's in the area, Hofstra University, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, come come on out. And you can right. find more information uh, on my site about the event, too. Well, definitely plug your site there. Yep. There, uh, on the black dot com and if you're on Twitter you can follow me at, at on the black and on Facebook, Facebook dot com slash on the black. No doubt, no doubt. I did see that. Wasn't there something going on on the fifth that maybe you wanna wanna uh get that information to the audience? May fifth, I believe. Uh May fifth. What's going on there is um the um so the Mets game that was this past Saturday, uh Sunday that was rained out was supposed to be um Tom Seaver bobblehead day. So they were giving away Tom Seaver bobbleheads, you know. And uh they moved that to Saturday, May fifth. 
because of the rain out. So that's that's the deal with uh, May 5th. And and I think they're doing, I don't know if you're going, I was thinking about going myself, uh, and we'll leave Brad at home because I know he's not want to go, but I think they're doing something with uh, Ron Darling and Sandy Alderson. Um, that's interesting. I'm I'm not sure uh, what what that is on May fifth. Yeah, I think they're doing a. Um, I want to say it's a luncheon, and they're, it's open to fans. Obviously, ah, okay, being. yeah, yeah, that's right. I think for um, either season ticket holders or a select group of fans, yeah, there there is going to be like some sort of I think meet and greet or luncheon, like, uh, I think, before the game. So, yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so it's definitely, if you're a Mets fan or if you just want to come on out, it's definitely, uh, I was thinking about it. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make it out there. But uh definitely wanted to see if I can get out there. And I actually wanted to meet Sandy Allison. It seems like he's a well-spoken individual. And, uh, you know, he's getting accolades from outside, you know, everyone in baseball. So, Definitely wanted to see if I could uh, catch up with them. So who knows? If not then, then sometime in the future, maybe we can, I can get Brett out there if they, you know, <laughs> then pick up his uh, cost of a ticket. Hey, yeah. I know yep. I get, get him, get him, man. I'm so get him in a little, get him in a little blue and orange. <laughs> no, I'm not wearing the clothes now. I'll be there. <laughs> get him in a little, little blue and orange. That's all. Seems like he, you know, he knows what he's doing. So, yep. you know, the time will tell. But uh, you can't go any further, I guess. On, they're not in the basement, but, you know, you can't really do too much worse than what they're doing now. So we'll see what happens, and we'll go from there. Well, Carell, give him one last plug or whatever you got going on. and uh, Yeah, so, th- again, thanks for having me on. And uh, if those who want to check me out, you hey. could uh, – you can get me on uh, ontheblack.com and follow me on uh, Twitter at uh, at ontheblack and on Facebook, facebook.com slash ontheblack. And thanks for having me on again, guys. Always enjoy talking to you. Yeah. All right. We got we to gotta touch base, you know, every so often. We got to see what our, our people and our respective sports, we, we get the inside scoop. And, hey, who knows? You may get us an inside scoop tomorrow. You may have to call us next week and be like, yo, LC, man, I got this. Scoop, man, I was on the field. I got the scoop from Sandy or whoever. Yeah. So we, we got, we, you know, after obviously you put it on your blog. We want you to release it first. 
You know, we'll take the secondhand information after it's been out, you know. <laughs> but it's all good. We, uh, I love the blog, like I said. I get a chance. Of, so, you, um, like I said before, uh, we're, you know, part of what we do on the show is really to get out there. You know, we love to have famous people that do come on, but we love to have individuals like yourself that are out there blowing up, but doing what you like to do. And that's what we... You know, we like to do is really get out there and, you know, plug, plug you know, really, you know, push what, uh, you know, some good individuals are doing great things. So, again, uh, we like having you on. Uh, we'll look to have you on in the future. And, um, you know, keep us in mind, LC and Jack, uh, you know, when you hit that the stratosphere, knock out <laughs> blog, was it Mets blog? Become the number one blog. We'll see you on TV. We'll see you doing, you know, all the all the other things. I, I know you'd love to do that on a day to day basis. <laughs> get paid yeah, for it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. it's time to see more brothers in baseball that are African American on TV. I'm tired of seeing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, man. Hey, yeah. one, one question for my Met fan over there. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. You ready? You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. You know they got the new wild card this year, right? Oh, we have we we have we have no shot at the wild card. So <laughs> <laughs> you already know my question. All right, absolutely, no because because as soon as as soon as that as soon as that was made public, I must have gotten ten emails from people that that read my blog and stuff asking me that same question. No, they they, they can add they can add three or four wild cards this year. Brought it up, so I thought I'd ask. <laughs> they, they can add, they can add three or four wild cards. We we are not going to the playoffs this year. <laughs> oh, well, not this go. year. Yankee fan killing us. Oh <laughs> my god! So no, you want me to go to the game? Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> well, well, next time uh, you're gonna roll out there, give us a shot, Corral. Maybe uh, we'll we'll put it in the schedule. We'll go out and have a couple drinks and uh, have some good time out at City Field. So. Hit us up right. in the loop. Let us know what's going down. You got That's the numbers. It. We got the numbers. So yep. uh, keep us in the loop, and uh, I'm sure we'll circle back with you sometime in the near future here. Okay, fellas. So take care. All right, then. Thank thanks you. again. All right. <laughs> well, Brad, I he tell did. you, man, I love it, baby. He said, no On shot, the black, baby. Check it out. You haven't been there. Corral Cooper doing his thing. And, um, you know, wow. support him as, you know, you support us. And we do appreciate it. Brad, we do have a call on hold, man. When we take it, they've been holding for a long time. That'll work. Um, so let's see if they're still there. <laughs> they may not even be there anymore. All right. You're on LC and Jack Radio Show. Who's on the line? What's up? It's uh, Natasha, but, you know, my parents call me Tosh, though. I like Tosh. <laughs> hey, what's up, girl? What's going on, my man? What's going on? Hey. What's good? What's good, you know, I just I just wanted to call out, you know, and you know, I just wanna give, you know, Brett some love, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I was going through some I was going some things with my car and whatnot. He gave some good advice, you know what I mean? He kept me laughing. I just wanna say he's real. You know, he gave me some good advice, you know what I mean? And uh he's a good he's good people. He just he's good people. I I like I like I like chat with him all the time, you know, he's a good man. I just I just wanna show some love and give some love out to him, you know what I mean? I appreciate it very much. But that's that's great, you know, Brad. They they called in and, yeah. and held on the line for a while. This is just yeah, the same. Yeah, we got a new Elsie. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but I mean, 
Yeah, he, he's Mac Barry. I mean, I mean, I heard you know you guys talking about baseball and everything. I was into the whole thing. I mean, I'm not really much, you know, and you know, I don't really much baseball. You know, I'm not gonna lie, I'm really not much of a fan. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, all that, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I did like in fourth grade. I was like, and I still remember this. In fourth grade, there was like this little contest or project for Dare, and I don't know if you guys remember, you know, drug against, you know, drug against resistance and all that. The Dare <laughs> program, and uh, that's it. And, yeah, you remember Dare, right? Yep, yep. Yeah, and we had to we had to like do a, like a little video of the contest. We had to do a little video, and you know the prize was to go to a Mets game. Oh, really? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the prize was to go to a Mets game. So you know we had, we did a little video on how not to use drugs or whatever. You do a little scene or whatever, or like that. But you know, but at the end of the video, you know, we sung the baseball thing. You know, what I'm saying take take us out to the ball game, and I think that's what got us, uh, you know, to win the contest. So. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So we did that. We went out there, and um, you know, it was you know it was a little you know raining or whatever or whatnot. But it was at a bad time for Mr. Daryl Strawberry. I'm not gonna go all into it, but I figure you guys know what I'm talking about. You guys are baseball fans, <laughs> and uh, he, was, he, wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't able to play that day, so he wasn't there to play that day. You know what I'm saying? He was omitted from that game and whatnot. But but you know, it's kind of it's kind of surprising that I know he's doing big things. That he's on he owns the team, right? He owns the team now. No, uh, he he. I don't, not yet. Not that I know of. Yeah. Not but yet. He's working on it. He's working on it? Oh, so, you know, I just like, so I'm just going to let you know I know a little, little song, and I was at a That's bad time good. because my, my teacher's going to stop talking about it that day. <laughs> That's what's good. Well, we thank you for we thank you for calling in, and um, yeah. he continue to listen to the OC and Jack radio show. Not a problem. I, I love Brad, man. He, he might he might give some advice. I don't even know what's coming out. You know what I mean? I got to stay tuned. <laughs> uh, that's what's good. We thank you for tuning in. Listen to some of the past shows, and it's about music. Some of the shows we have about music, so that'll probably really interest you on that. All right? Definitely. All right? Definitely. All right? All right. Nice talking to you, LC. Nice talking to you, Jack. Likewise. Thank you for All right. Yeah, bye-bye. Peace. Well, Brad, I tell you, man, uh, had a lot of a lot of fun this evening. Yes, sir. So uh, we're gonna keep it rolling. Keep the guests hitting you in the face here. No, we did a little sports action today. We we went into the match. So hey, you know sometimes uh, we got to do that. But it was fun. Yes, sir. And, uh, always, always. That's it, baby. It's all good. Where are you traveling to this weekend, there, Brett? I'm going to the ATL, baby. Really. Gotta go down there and, and, and finish up shop down there, you know. For the big, <laughs> I gotta go. I got a big shout out to my uh, event planner, Miss Catherine Event Planner Brooks. She's doing it well for me, you know what I'm saying? We got the list, we got the VIP list, we got the regular guest list, we got the, the entertainment, we got the DJ. Now we just gotta go get the floor plan and how we gonna do this, you know what I'm saying? So that's what I'm going down there to orchestrate. <laughs> okay. I hear you. I okay, definitely hear you. I gotta get it right because this is the this is the last big party I'm gonna be doing. You know what I'm saying? This is like the, the pinnacle. The pinnacle party, the big five oh party. Oh <laughs> uh, well, wow. Many more parties to come. Obviously this is a landmark but mm-hmm. there'll be many more situations for you, so this is Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, this is just uh, a landmark that you want to celebrate with friends, family, and whoever else does decides to uh, to come on through. So it definitely will be uh, a great time 
for all those that are not familiar, you know, the bread man is uh, having his big 50th. So it'll be happening down here in the LTL, ATL, ATL, as he said. Yes, on the rooftop. <laughs> yep. It's going to be a great time. So if you're in the ATL, you definitely want to stay tuned because we'll be uh, hitting you. I'm sure the bread man will be dropping the specific details in the coming weeks. So, sir. Yep, make sure you stay tuned to the show, and you may have an opportunity to uh, hang out with Elsie and Jack and whoever else that we have come on through. I don't, uh, I'm sure uh, we'll have some celebs come on through. So, stay tuned, and uh, we'll go with that. Brad, what do you got for shout outs, man? Well, I just want to uh, give a shout out to. My own girl just called in, Tosh, you know, and um, I'm glad she called in. And I want to give a shout-out to some of my family members, uh, my cousin uh, Chris Thomas out there in uh, Hawaii, uh, Levi, his brother, Thomas. I want to give him a big shout-out. My cousin Ernest Jones, I want to give him a shout-out. Michael Jones, I'm another cousin, I want to give him a shout-out. Sheldon Jones. I want to give my cousin a shout-out. These cousins I haven't seen in a while. They're on my guest list, so I had to give them a shout-out just in case they was listening tonight. <laughs> yeah, Miss Latoya Jones-Brown, another cousin, and, and Felicia Hicks, uh, another cousin of mine. So, you know, I just want to give my cousins I haven't seen in a minute a big shout-out, you know. Love you guys, and um, looking forward to seeing you this summer at the Big Five Old Bash, and, uh, you know, don't have any birthday shout outs, you know what I'm saying? I, I guess nobody had a birthday today on my list, so you know well, that's all good. Alright. You know, big up to those who are out there listening far and near, uh to the L C and Jack Radio show, you know. And we should, we love the support. Yep. Unbelievable listenership is going through the roof. So again, thank you, thank you, thank you for the support. Spread the word, L C and Jack. Just beginning, baby. <laughs> Blowing up the scene here. Want to give a uh, happy birthday to my man, Kevin Spearman. What's up there, brother man? To Mom Dukes. Oh, you know, the one that uh, allowed me here, to be here. That's it. Kevin, to talk to you. Mom Dukes is uh, having a big birthday coming up here. So happy birthday to Mom. And to my man, William Woodley. Happy birthday to all from the LC and Jack Radio Show. Going to give a couple big ups to uh, a couple friends of mine, Kathleen DeVere. So, we give a special big up also to my homegirl, Sheila E. And uh, somebody that uh, shows us a lot of love as well, DJ Big Bear, doing his thing Bear. for us. So, a uh, big shout out to him. And um, just to all of you, big up to all of you, all our fans, listeners. Thank you, thank you, thank you again. Can't thank you enough for all the love and support. With that said, Brad, yes, sir. Wrap it until next, whenever, next week, sometime. Check yep. us out. You never know when it could be. It could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> whatever it is, next whatever week. Whatever day it is, we're going to be there. Yeah, whatever day it is, we'll be there. Uh, check us out. Until next week. Good night.